So the big question is this. How do married entrepreneurs like us who have decades of business building experience, how do we break through common communication, productivity, and profitability barriers all while living powerfully in sync? That's the big question, and this podcast is the answer. You see, even if just one of you is called to entrepreneurship, the family is called to entrepreneurship. No, the goal is not the almighty dollar. We're aiming for the almighty impact. What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Pernod Life Podcast. Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go. Hey, everybody. What's up? This is O.L. Buckley. Yes, and this is Sway. Yes, and you're listening to the Married Pernod Life Podcast. This is episode number... This is a big one. You ready? Four. Number four zero. Why are you screaming Sorry. Though? Sorry. <laughs> I have to compress that one back. We're at 40. I don't four know zero. how to compress. I do the editing and I definitely don't know, don't know how to compress. So just keep it even, please. We're at 40. <laughs> compressor right there. Oh, okay. I know how to compress. Yep. Now. So uh, we're on episode number 40. This is a milestone for us. So we uh, mm-hmm. pat ourselves on the back for this one. Yeah. So we're excited about this episode, y'all. We are uh, have something very, very interesting to share with you all on this episode we're really excited to share it with you but before we do that we should say we are coming to you live not just here recording but actually with our facebook group yes our Our facebook live is here in the studio with us they're enjoying it hopefully you guys are enjoying it um but nonetheless they're here with us and so we're getting ready to hit it off live you ready so in this particular episode we're going to be talking about the richest man's divorce and the three lessons or life lessons Mm -hmm. every marriedpreneur must learn from the richest man in the world's divorce. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, so it's not a, actually it's not a laughing matter. It's, it's really a very not serious matter. I'm just laughing of at, you, at your delivery of, of it. It's just interesting, but I'm not gonna block your shine. I'm just gonna let you go ahead and do that because I appreciate the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. So let's keep that going. I just gotta adjust my understanding of it. Okay, so here's the thing. A few days ago, maybe a week or so ago, we did a a Facebook Live. We did a Facebook Live. We did an IG Live. Yes, and we did those together mm-hmm. at the same time. And what we did it on was a current event. We don't often do it on current events, but we thought this was very timely for us to get ahead of it and really take out the lessons from this because there are times when something happens to... Um, someone that can absolutely impact how we live and lead our lives as marriedpreneurs. And this was a very timely incident. Unfortunately, it was dealing with the divorce of, as to, as of today, as today, um, the richest man yes. and his wife, which is the founder of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Now, we know Amazon. I don't care where we're coming from, where we're living, where we're listening from, Amazon.com. We definitely know Amazon. Whether you use them or not, um, it is a mega company. Oh, it's ginormous. It's mm-hmm. Some people have equated it to the Walmart of the internet. Yeah, I can um, see that. I can definitely but see that. But however you want to look at it, this is, um, this is very interesting because I think that there are a lot of presuppositions that come with... Um, that come with... Being a married entrepreneur, especially one that is on that level. And so there are a lot of myths um, that a lot of times I think that we have heard when we work with even clients of ours. We have heard them mention that, well, if we could just do this or if we could just have that or this or the other. And so there's these assumptions that we have that some people have, at least, around um, entrepreneurship and how that's 
how the assumption is that is mm-hmm. that it's going to make a guarantee. It's going to assume a guarantee for the success of the marriage. And so we really, really want to jump into this and just kind of um, illuminate those assumptions. And if I may even say debunk those myths. Yeah. So let's dive right into it. I want to first start off with just sharing a quick little background with my story. My parents were married about five years before I was born and um, they divorced when I was two. So I wasn't old enough to be aware of the impact of that divorce until later on in life as a young girl growing mm-hmm. up and then asking questions. And, and then my mom and I moved to the other side of the country where my dad was remained in New York. And, um, you know, that that's when I remember having really hard conversations. Like, how come I, you know, I just didn't understand, like, what was going on or what happened. Um, and then later on in life when I started, actually, I wanted to move with my dad. And so um, I moved in with him after college, actually, came back to New York um, and pursued more dancing and whatnot. But I'll say this. During that time, I remember him telling me a couple of times he said this. You know, he said the thing about divorce. He said, you don't ever want to be in those shoes because going through divorce is like going through a living death. And I will never forget those words. And I was just like, wow. Now, mind you, I remember the first time he told me this, I was maybe a teenager. So I really didn't understand it, but I knew it was deep. And then I remember again in my 20s, he said it. And I'm sure he told me again um, later on in life. And those are some words that I would just never, ever forget. Like a living death. Like what? Man, like what is that? He's like, because you're still alive and that person is still walking around. And oftentimes you have to still communicate with them. And especially if you have children or have a child and um, it's it's like a living death. And so mm. um, I was like, man, I wouldn't want anybody to ever ever experience that, but so many people have. And that's the other thing. Studies show that 65%, say it with me, 65% of married entrepreneurs in their relationship in divorce. That's crazy. That is so unfortunate. It's heartbreaking and absolutely devastating. And so we wanted to come to you today with this episode really in hopes to bring and shine some light on some bread flags, some things that you all can look out for, get ahead of, get in front of. So as soon as you see this or you're thinking maybe, oh, we're good and you may be at this moment, but if you stay there on cruise control, it's not going to, the marriage is not going to sustain itself. So there's some things that we wanted to just share with you. Some, like you said earlier, some big lies that we often as married entrepreneurs subconsciously believe Mm -hmm. or think just because of what we see is going on in the outside. It looks all great and grand, grand. but at the end of the day, we look up and then we see couples such as Jeff Bezos getting a divorce. Like what everything, I mean, what, what, what could you not buy, right? Like according to what many people think, of course, there are things that cannot be bought. But that's a that's a big thing. So we want to just share with that and definitely keep them lifted up in prayers because it doesn't matter how much money you have, how much status you have, like that's that's a living death. Yeah. So I heard a recent um, report the other day. Mm-hmm. So Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos, Mackenzie is his wife. Mm-hmm. They um, um, have a net worth of one hundred and thirty seven billion. And so that puts them at number one, at least as far as what Forbes would recognize mm-hmm. as the richest persons on uh, Earth, and mm-hmm. so with that being really said, on Earth? Mm-hmm, in the world, really, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so now that can be debatable because right. Forbes only acknowledges a certain right. segment. So we could go right. tip or tat on that, but that's not really the point. The mm-hmm. point is, nonetheless, 
It's a lot of money. That's a ton of money, all right? <laughs> Regardless. So if it was $137 million, we're talking about a ton of money, all right? right. So um, it just, I think, is so interesting because the way that they're presenting um, this recent report that came out, I believe it was in the Washington Post, I can't remember, but the way they're presenting this is as if um, this is beyond amicable. amicable. They're making it sound like they're so happy mm. um, and we're so happy, mm. which then has made the question become, well, if then you were that happy, then why would you be getting a divorce in the first right. place? But I understand right. there's a whole PRP piece of this and they're trying to control right. the narrative and steer, steer the discussion. And I guess I could, I guess I could, I can understand that because you don't want anything to be sort of thrown out of proportion. At right. the same time, I think, listen, let's not avoid the obvious, but there are definitely three top lessons that we can learn from Jeff and McKenzie's um, split that I think are very, 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 very um, relevant to us as married entrepreneurs that we can mm-hmm. take away. So the first one I think is very interesting, and and this really deals with um, some people think, well, because we have been together. For so long, we they've say, been married for twenty five years. They've been married for twenty five years. So, 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 some would assume that the duration of time, mm-hmm. in and of itself, um, would be a type of glue. Right. And the reality is, or, or should I say, harmony glue. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is that length of time or duration of time in a marriage, in and of itself, is no guarantee that you, uh, the two of you, will remain married. Right. That's just big. That's big right there. Number That's huge. One. Number one. Because it's easy to get accustomed to each other and take each other for granted. Yes. After especially 25 years. Okay, the next thing that we want to take away from this, another uh, golden nugget we would say, is that the amount of money that you have, no amount of money can actually save your marriage. No amount of money can save your marriage. That's amazing because I can't tell you how many people we've dialogued with Mm. that were sort of you know, they were entrepreneurs and they hit this place where it's like, look, my back's against the wall. And if I could just make more money. And the assumption mm-hmm. is, is that as married entrepreneurs, if we could just make more money, then mm-hmm. our spouse would chill out or whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And things would automatically get better mm-hmm. in and of themselves. But as we see in this case, mm-hmm. with a net worth of $137 billion, that money in and of itself is not a guarantee that the marriage will uh, be sustained. And that's good right there because there's always a deeper root when somebody says, well, if we've made enough money or once I get this deal, then the marriage is going to be sweet. Like the, there's there's another issue underneath that. It, that means it won't be sustainable with the money. So how can you, then the money is going to be the foundation. So then is it really even a sustainable and a healthy marriage? There's so many yeah. other and issues. And I think we all know that, that money trust. is just going to reveal what's really there. It's going yeah. it's, it's to expose. Magnifies. It's going to magnify yeah. what's already there. And third lesson we want to share with you, this golden nugget in this episode, number 40 of the Married for New Life podcast, is high stakes won't save your marriage either. High stakes. Stakes were high. Mm-hmm. Stakes are high. For Jeff Bezos, I mean, the richest man in the world. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about divorce. Mm-hmm. We, I don't know if y'all remember the game. Um, What's it? Robert Kiyosaki? We used to play it. Yeah. Um, um, the uh, rag, uh, Rat Race or rat something? Race. Rat Race. And really so, cool game, by the way. Rat, yes. Amazing oh my goodness. Game. Money mindset game. And so our go, one of our good girlfriends, well, one of my kind girlfriends. Kind of a spicy game, if I remember. Yeah, well, one of my girlfriends had it. And we, we used to go over her place on the weekends mm-hmm. for like several weeks at a time and played until we got, just start conditioning our mind on how to think 
about money in a uh, in a proactive and a healthy way. Anyway, one of the biggest things, like so, the whole game was about getting out of the rat race, and the rat race meaning the nine to five or or being bogged down with just debt, you know, and having to um, having to work in order to work hourly in order to get paid hourly or a salary, right? So the the point was based on what your income was to have enough side money, like hustle money, if you want to call it that, to to really take over or equal your your expenses. So you could keep your nine to five, but you wanted to have side money to get out of the quote unquote rat race. So whoever got out of the quote unquote rat race on this board game are the one is the was the winner. It's a really cool game. Okay, so but one of the things that I remember about this game is that you know you it's kind of started like Monopoly or one of these other card games where like you would de- determine based on the cards or the die roll of the die that mm-hmm. you know if you were married how many kids you had you got to determine what type of career you wanted. I always chose like a low income career just because I'm like it's going to be easier for me to get out the rat race but um you would choose if you're married or not and then once you wrote by the roll of the die or the flip of the card or the deck that would determine if you got a divorce or if you landed on the board or the on the on the stage that said divorce if that were your the case for you it was devastating because you had to go through all this, you know, like start all over financially. Not that that's going to be his situation, but, um, you know, you had to split pretty much everything. It was just nasty, right? And that was just a board game. So just imagine, and some of you unfortunately may understand that in real life, that that's, that it, it, it's really financially devastating, but also emotionally devastating. And so when we even say, we I've seen or heard about marriages trying to stay together saying oh we're going to stay together for the sake of the kids or for the sake of how much we have we've amassed together or for the sake of you know just the status or what that looks like or what it appears to be you know all these different things it doesn't even matter as it comes to a point when the relationship the marriage is not healthy that nothing else matters that the, the stakes don't even matter and they can't even save the marriage so it yeah. really I'm sorry, go ahead. And I was just going to say, so the children mm-hmm. alone, in and of itself, that won't do it. Right. Whatever you've built together in the way of, of a business or an empire, if you want to call it that, that in and of itself won't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you've accumulated or amassed over time in the way of assets, that in itself won't do it. Mm-hmm. You figure after 25 years, multiple children, $137 billion in net worth, these people have amassed so much together. Mm-hmm. The point of the matter is... No matter how high we perceive the stakes to be, that in and of itself mm-hmm. is not enough to cause the marriage to survive. Yeah, so these are just some three, like three golden nuggets. Oh, there, are that we, there are many more golden nuggets that you can take away from this devastating and unfortunate current event. Uh, but we want to be able to say, okay, well, what can we learn from this and how can we apply it to our own lives? And one of the things I would say, as we said earlier, is not to take each other for granted. Right. And one of those things is making sure that you're constantly, consistently protecting your date night, protecting that time and not allowing the business to override that that date night time and really tapping in and learning more skills because we believe that it does require a unique set of skills for the the challenges that we as marriedpreneurs face like mm-hmm. on a daily basis it's not just um entrepreneur who is not married because that's that's different but when, once you're married it doesn't matter if just one of you are is on, in entrepreneurship or both of you we know if one of you is called to entrepreneurship the marriage is called to entrepreneurship Absolutely. the whole family is called to entrepreneurship too so this is why we even created we want to we, we don't have it available right now but we don't know when you're listening to this but we we created a course called the marriedpreneur method 
And so we do have a waiting list that's open now. And if you're interested, if you all are like, okay, we want to get those skills to, it's really about skills to build the the marriage that you really, really desire, as well as building a profitable business so you all can literally live powerfully in sync and in profit. That's what the Marriedpreneur Method course is about. So if you all are, are looking for those next steps and really working, living powerfully in sync, we want to encourage you to go check out marriedpreneurmethod.com. Get on the waiting list. Doors right now as we're recording are closed. But if you get on the waiting list, you'll be the first to find out when they reopen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this was helpful for you all. Yes, and for those of you uh, on the podcast, this is so awesome. So happy about our 40th episode. Yes. Uh, make sure that you go ahead and subscribe so that yes. you can get alerts to when we post the new episodes, as yep. well as write us a cool review just so yes. others can see uh, by your own words what value lies in the Mary Penny Life podcast, as well as we'll give us an awesome rating because the rating definitely helps us out and it helps to bring this content for uh, before many more married entrepreneurs Um, as we endeavor to reach many more families. That's the goal, to get out there in front of these marriage marriages and specifically married entrepreneurs and really instill the tools that we've been learning along this journey and help in real time, not stuff that is theory for us, but real time help that has really made a difference. So I'm hoping hoping that this episode has brought and shone some light onto you all's lives, into your marriage, into your business as well. All right, until next time. Y'all, peace. Have a good one. Want more winning tips for your marriedpreneur life? If so, then go get your copy of our free Marriedpreneur Life Quick Start Guide. You can grab your free guide at M as in married, L as in life, quickstart.com. Inside this guide, you'll find our top 15 systems and processes that we've used to grow our multiple businesses as well as help countless marriedpreneurs kickstart and scale their vision to lead purposeful and profitable lives. We are marriedpreneurs living powerfully in sync and building amazing businesses that shape the future.